Hello and welcome to Locked On Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Richard Morin here with you. Welcome uh, into what I like to call the Move In Monday uh, segment of the show, uh, where kind of Monday is the day after the weekend, obviously, and we're going to kind of get caught up every week here on Monday as to what's going on with the Coyotes, of course, uh, your daily a dose of Coyotes content right here on Locked On Coyotes, wherever you get your podcast. So be sure to subscribe to Locked On Coyotes uh, at whichever one of those platforms is the most convenient for you. We will be here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday bringing you daily Coyotes coverage. So very fun stuff there. The biggest news to sort of get back up to speed with uh, this move-in Monday is... Michael Grabner being placed on waivers for purposes of a buyout by the Coyotes. Now, this is pretty big news. The Coyotes signed Grabner to a three-year deal prior to the 2018-19 season. Grabner's got one more year left on that deal scheduled for the 2020-2021 season. Uh, Instead, if the Coyotes are able to successfully buy him out, they will take on a small salary cap hit over the next two seasons. That's how buyouts work. Uh, So if the Coyotes are able to buy out Michael Grabner, that will mean $833,333 on uh, toward the the Coyotes salary cap for the 2020-2021 season and then 1.258 million dollars toward their 2021-2022 cap hit. So, if you've followed me so far, <laughs> that's basically how uh, buyouts work uh, in the NHL. Essentially what the Coyotes are trying to do here is that the Coyotes are really trying at this point to it, it's unclear how much salary they want to shed, but but essentially they likely feel as though they can get Grabner's production from somewhere in Tucson or from a a cheaper free agent than they would paying $3.35 million to have Michael Grabner do it. So uh, in that sense, it it is almost a cheaper option to pay those low buyout prices than to pay him a full $3.35 million. you know, it could also mean the Coyotes want to be a cap team, and and by shape by by turning three point three five million dollars into eight hundred and thirty three thousand dollars and change, they're essentially at that point opening up what almost two and a half million dollars of cap space. So that gives the Coyotes a little bit more cap to work with uh, if they do indeed intend to spend toward the cap. Now, of course, if they want to shed payroll, that also works well with that narrative as well. So it's not necessarily an off season defining move but it's it's a move that's important enough because I think it kind of gets them started but not necessarily a move that that tips uh exactly which way the Coyotes are going to go here of course Michael Grabner a uh a, a very popular player certainly a a wizard when it comes to penalty killing uh you look at since the 2009-2010 season only the Boston Bruins Brad Marchand has more shorthanded goals uh, in the NHL than Michael Grabner. Brad Marchand has 27 of them. Uh, and of course, uh, I think I think Marchand has something like five more goals, uh, shorthanded goals than Grabner does, but that's in 151 more games, right? Since Michael Grabner's had some injury troubles, Michael Grabner has uh, you know been healthy scratches at points, certainly was a healthy scratch with the Coyotes last year. And Grabner is, is, is definitely an interesting guy. I mean, he's sort, certainly, uh, like, I, like I mentioned, He's, he's a fan favorite type of guy, but he's was sort of one of your veteran players. He was one of your your grinders, a guy who can play on the bottom the bottom six, but also has enough skill that if you really needed him to, could probably 
play up uh, at the top. But I, I think the biggest thing with Grabner was the decline in play. And it's really hard not to point to that really devastating eye injury uh, that he that he suffered uh, a couple of seasons ago. That I believe that was the uh, was the 2018-19 season when Michael Grabner suffered that really horrific eye injury. Uh, you guys might remember uh, the photos that Grabner himself shared after that. Just an absolutely devastating injury. And Grabner himself has told me several times that uh, the vision still isn't necessarily where uh, he would like it to be. I, I think uh, in a lot of ways, Michael Grabner has just not been the same player uh, since having that happen to him. So uh, certainly, you know, whether or not Michael Grabner is able to return to the form, I mean, I think two two straight seasons, he put up 27 goals. That was 2016-17, uh, 2017-18, Michael Grabner, 27 goals uh, in both of those seasons. And a lot of those were even strike 26 even strength goals in that first season, 25 even strength goals the next season, and 24 even strength goals the next season, 25 total. So Michael Grabner, uh, at that point, I'm going to do some quick maths here. That's uh, 54, 70, 79 goals in three seasons is nothing to scoff at, especially when you're talking about a guy making $3.35 million a year. Um, and then, of course, Michael Grabner's production really dipped. Uh, you look at 2018-19, uh, certainly not the season Grabner wanted. Of course, only played about half the year due to that injury. Nine goals, seven assists. And then uh, the following year, this past year, eight goals, three assists, and a lot of healthy scratches. Grabner did score uh, a good, a very significant number of goals in, in the playoffs and really did perform well uh, after a, a lengthy layoff, certainly by his standards prior to the Stanley Cup playoffs. So Grabner certainly showed well there. I think he showed some of his veteran prowess, uh, you know, at, at that time. So it's it's a little tough to see Grabs go. But again, I, it just doesn't seem like he was the same player uh, after that eye injury. And then it kind of raises the question of what the, what are the Coyotes going to do to replace that production? I understand you might not be thinking it's a lot of production to replace. You know, I can find 11 points anywhere. But you can't find it in the ways that Michael Grabner gives it to you just anywhere. He's a penalty killer. He is a... A very savvy player and one of the fastest players in the NHL. That's certainly, uh, that can't just be replicated by anybody. That is something that is going to take some time and the Coyotes are really going to have to search long and hard of who they want to fill those kinds of roles, especially if they decide to shed even more veterans, guys like Derek Stepon. Uh, is is he going to be gone? Is Carl Soderberg or Brad Richardson coming back? If you are parting ways with at least two of the following three players, Stepan, Soderberg, or Richardson, that is going to be a problem, I think. You know, you might not think, oh, those are kind of bottom guys. They're not producing that much, but they give you some intangibles that your team doesn't have. Your team is still a relatively young group, and I understand now they have some years of experience in the NHL together now, but again, these are not guys that have spent a whole lot of time together. They can't do those dirty things they can't play on the penalty kill uh at least they haven't shown that yet of course you know we haven't seen it so we can't really judge them for something they haven't done yet but again those are a lot those are guys with years and years of penalty killing experience you can't just find those guys anywhere at any price so but uh, again i think getting rid of grabner certainly shows you the coyotes have a plan here they certainly feel that they can replicate grabner's uh production elsewhere so let's take a look at maybe where they might go uh to replace that production we'll take a look at who might be able to replace michael grabner's production after this break 
Talking about ED is not easy. Usually we just brush it off, we blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo. With Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and it is totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with a free two-day shipping. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. You want Chinese, they want pizza, and someone is craving Froyo, but there's something for everyone on DoorDash. I can't tell you how important and crazy vital it's been to have DoorDash during these uncertain times, but many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery, so just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food can be left at your door, and DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate in safe shape. So I can, I, I mean, I, I can tell you right now, I love having pizza on Friday. So I just absolutely love, you know, the fact that I can still order pizza from my favorite pizza place and it will be delivered right at my door. And I don't have to feel uh, unsafe about it. I don't have to feel, uh, you know, weird about ordering from a restaurant right now because with over 3,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off your zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right, and we are back here on Locked On Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast. Now, Richard Morin here with you. Thank you so much for joining us here on this move-in Monday. We're getting to the news of the weekend and bringing it back to you to let you guys know what you need to know about your Arizona Coyotes heading into the week. It is draft week, and we'll be getting to that um, sort of a little bit of a draft preview. There's not really a whole lot to preview since the Coyotes don't have any picks to take, so uh, we will get to all that uh, in the next segment. But for right now, we're talking about Michael Grabner. We mentioned the Coyotes placed him on unconditional waivers for purpose of a buyout. So the Coyotes will be uh, in all likelihood buying out the remainder of Michael Grabner's contract. And I think that goes to show you they feel they can have a cheaper option, uh, somebody who can replace Michael Grabner's production. But who might that be? The first guy that comes to mind for me is Christian Fisher. And I know that's a guy who's already on the roster, but this is a guy, he's 23 years old. He's a restricted free agent this year, not ARB eligible. So you're going to be able to bring him back at a pretty affordable rate. Uh, the 2015 draft pick, and I, I, I just don't see where Christian Fisher fits on this team. And he might, if he can really embrace the things that he does well, that's being a physical guy, that's going to the net, that's not afraid to to really work hard every shift. Then I think Christian Fisher could be a guy who at least replaces the production uh, that you get out of Michael Grabner. But again. We've all been waiting for Christian Fisher to develop into this grinder and this power forward type of player, and he really just hasn't panned out. And I understand he's still young, he's still 23, I get that, but 
Uh, at some point, you're going to ask exactly what is going on with Christian Fisher, what is his role in the team, and what kind of NHL player does he really want to be? And we're going to be getting into a lot of that. So I'm going to let you guys know what we're going to do here over the offseason. Is we're going to do player breakdowns for every single player on the roster. I don't know exactly when we're going to start this series, but we're going to start this series pretty soon. We're going to go down the roster numerically, and I'm going to give you breakdowns on every single player, how they perform this year, what, how are they looking at it in the next year, and essentially what, what can fans expect moving forward, what are some, some positives, some negatives, and all of that. We're going to do every single player on the Coyotes roster throughout this offseason. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. We're uh, talk about whether maybe they need to be moved or different things like that. So, so definitely something to look forward to there. Now, beyond Christian Fisher, a player who sort of fits Michael Grabner's skill set, but hasn't necessarily, I think, stepped into the the role that he might need to be in to re- fully replace Michael Grabner is Vinny Henestrosa, right? He's 26 years old now. He's an RFA. He's arbitration eligible. So that's something uh, to watch in the coming months. But this is a speedy bottom six forward with a pretty good shot. Uh, and, and he's a pretty good passer too. Probably maybe even a little bit better of a passer than Michael Grabner. But this is a guy who can, he can play on the penalty kill if he stays disciplined enough. He's just, I, I think the Coyotes, he hasn't quite panned out the way the Coyotes had hoped when they traded for him. I think maybe even Jordan Osterley has kind of, he, Jordan Osterley was kind of like the second piece acquired in that deal uh, that also brought uh, Vinny Hendestrosa over. And I think, you know, Osterley was kind of the second guy and. Osterley showed you something late in the season and in the playoffs, certainly in the playoffs that maybe even jumps him over, uh, jumps him over Vinny Hinnestrosa in that regard in terms of how he excites you moving forward. I mean, they're they're just about the same age. Uh, Jordan Osterley, 28 years old, so just a little bit older than uh, than Vinny Hinnestrosa. But Jordan Osterley has taken some big steps forward. You haven't really seen the same from Vinny. You know, not really consistent production from him. He was even he's been a healthy scratch. Uh, at times to see him, but he's a guy who, and I remember I watched this kid in college and I thought he was the real deal. Uh, you look back to his Chicago days as a 23 year old, 50 games, 25 points, you know, half a point per game playing those kind of minutes is not, is not terrible. 72 games for the Coyotes in 18, 19, 39 points. So not quite the same point per game percentage, but 39 points. Again, that's not an awful number for a guy who's Really not, uh, really not a top line player. But this past season at 25 in a contract year to only put up five goals and 17 assists for 22 points in 68 games. That's just about 0.3 uh, points per game. That's not really what you want. It's not quite enough. I understand it's you know double the point total that Michael Grabner gave you. But again, you want a little bit more than that. Uh, out of Vinny Hinnestrosa. And I think, but again, I still think this is a guy who can sort of replace what you were getting in Grabner. He can, he has the ability, I should say, to do the kinds of things that Michael Grabner does. He's a fast player. He can shoot the puck. He can pass. He can be disciplined and he can be very sticky and annoying for other players to play against. We just really haven't seen it consistently out of Vinny, but I, I do believe that, that Vinny has what it takes. Now let's look at some uh, minor league players that might be able to step in and do some things that the Michael Grabner can't quite do. First on my list is Braden Burke. Now I think Braden Burke is going to be, might kind of 
come up for the Coyotes and be sort of like a Connor Garland type guy. You're looking at a an undrafted kid. This kid wasn't even drafted, signed out of the CHL. He's 23 years old this year. He's under contract for next year. I think he could make a real splash playing a, a bottom wing role and sort of end up being a, a sort of Connor Garland type emergence. I'm not saying he's going to lead the team in goals or anything like that, but I think Brayden Burke was, was a guy that I know Steve Sullivan has been and is very excited about, and I expect Bill Armstrong to be very excited about him as well. Of course, you know, you're not really sure exactly what kind of role he's going to play because we haven't really seen him a whole lot at the NHL level, but Michael Chaput is a guy who's been able to play a depth role at the NHL level. He's a guy that could step in. Lane Peterson, uh, I think, could do the same. Michael Bunting, these are all guys that you could see fill that role for Michael Grabner. But in the long term, I don't know. I, I could see Matias Michelli. You know, he could have, I, I think Matias Michelli, uh, he's 19 this year. He's going to bake in the AHL playing for Tucson uh, this coming year. He's a player who has 20 plus goal potential. Is he going to be a, a Michael Grabner type guy? Probably not because uh, I've read a little bit. Uh, Michelli, the, the skating might might need to be refined a little bit. And certainly, that was never a problem with Grabner. So we're talking about two different types of players. But at least in terms of production, I think you could see Matias Michelli as a 20-goal guy. And I, I can see that more with Michelli and even Jan Yannick. Uh, who's going to come off a knee injury this year and also bake in Tucson. You know, more than Michael Bunting, more than Lane Peterson, Michael Chaput, Braden Burke, Christian Fisher, and Vinny Hinnestroza, Matias Michelli certainly has the most 20-plus goal potential that we saw at a vintage Michael Grabner. We never saw a 20-goal Grabner in Arizona. I don't, I don't necessarily blame that on Grabner because I think a big part of that was the eye injury. But we never quite saw a 20-goal Grabner in Arizona I think when I'm looking at the depth chart and looking at guys who can score maybe 20-plus goals, I'm looking at Barrett Hayton, of course, as a guy I'm looking at. But when I'm looking at Wings, I'm looking at Jan Yannick, I'm looking at Matias Michelli. I think those are guys, uh, two guys who could do something like that. And I think that would work out really well for them. So uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about the we're, we're, let's 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 shift gears a little bit in our next segment. We'll talk a little bit about the draft coming up and exactly uh, what might be going on for the Coyotes. What can Coyotes fans expect out of the draft? Only a couple of days away. Don't go anywhere. All right, how many of you guys have had energy drinks or some sort of energy supplement that just simply is not working? Guys, Built Go, that is the solution to break through your wall, whatever it is, and break it through with Go every day. This is Built Go. It's easy to take in 1.5-ounce packages. You can put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever, your golf bag. Power through the back nine or put it in your pocket just to get through the day. Okay, what is it? It is the best workout gel on the market. Workout gel? What's that? Well, it's five, It's like a five-hour energy, right? But it doesn't have that same crash feeling. It's so natural. It's better for the body. Think about drinking a monster energy drink or whatever you drink with only a third of the caffeine, but better results. I'm telling you, it actually works. My favorite chocolate mint, mint chocolate chip. I'm all about mint chocolate chip, anything. Okay. It works so well. It's loaded with good stuff. Uh, You're talking B3s, honey, got some caffeine, some B6 and B12. Like this stuff is actually making you look better. It is crazy. Our offer, visit BuiltGo.com, B-Y-L-T-G-O.com. Use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 30% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED for 30% off, BuiltGo.com. Let's go. So round one of the NHL draft is taking place on Tuesday, October 6th, 7 p.m. Eastern time. You can catch that 
on NBC Sports Network the rest of the rounds. And that's going to be where you're going to see your Coyotes picks 11.30 a.m. Eastern time on Wednesday, October 7th. NHL Network. We know the Rangers have the number one overall pick. They will probably be picking Alexi Lafreniere, uh, a extremely talented winger and a guy that the Coyotes would love to get their hands on, but they won't. Now, I know for Coyotes fans, you might not have a whole lot of intrigue with the NHL draft, and, and I can understand that. The Coyotes don't pick until triple digits. They don't pick until the fourth round. I understand, but I think there is going to be... There's, a, there's definitely a strong chance there's going to be some movement at the draft, and even if it's not moving draft picks, it's probably going to be moving players. The teams are, it's a very short off season. The draft is going to give teams an excuse to talk to each other and to get things done. We saw some big deals done right around draft time last year. Remember the PK Subban deal to New Jersey. Remember we were all freaking out over how good the New Jersey Devils were going to be uh, this past season. And, and they were, of course, a lottery team again, uh, ready to trade away their best player in Taylor Hall, whom the Coyotes, of course, later acquired. So it'll be interesting interesting to see exactly what happens here. Uh, how involved are the Coyotes going to be in trading in the draft? One interesting question that I haven't been able to get an answer to is whether or not Bill Armstrong is going to be allowed to, uh, and, and I and I think he will, you know, is Bill Armstrong going to be taking calls? Is Because uh, he can't work the draft for the Coyotes. He did all a, a very large amount of draft work for this draft for the St. Louis Blues, his former team. So Steve Sullivan is running the draft for the Coyotes, but I have to assume that Bill Armstrong is going to be still able to make trades at the draft. Uh, that's a little bit of gray area. I haven't really been able to get a straight answer on that from sources that I've been getting in touch with, but I, I, I do believe that Bill Armstrong can be on the phone with people and can still make trades. So that's still a realistic possibility. So if, if for no other reason uh, than to you know, see what, what happens at the top of the draft. You know, some, some very talented kids going to be going again. We expect, we expect Lafreniere to be going to the New York Rangers. That will be a very exciting team uh, to watch moving forward. Uh, I, I really do feel like there could be some movement here. And even if it's not with the Coyotes, you just want to watch a lot of trades being made. I really have a good feeling that that it could be a very fun draft in that regard. And of course the Coyotes need to make moves. They're going to make moves, but when are they going to make the moves? You know, is this going to be an excuse for for Bill Armstrong to get some things done? Of course, we've heard a lot about OEL. We've heard a lot about uh, Darcy Kemper. You know, of course, what is going to happen with Taylor Hall once uh, UFA kicks up? So a lot to a lot to unpack as we move forward here on Locked On Coyotes. We're going to be here every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So be sure uh, to tune into the podcast moving forward. You can subscribe on your favorite uh, platform and. I will tell you guys, go ahead and listen to Locked On NHL, the national podcast. They're going to be breaking down the draft uh, as it goes for every single team. So if you're interested in what other teams are doing, you can check out the local podcast. But I definitely recommend checking out Locked On NHL as well. We will be back tomorrow and the rest of this week and the rest of the weekdays moving forward. I am so excited. Thank you guys so much for the support on our opening uh, two episodes, our re-entry episodes with Matt Lehman. I really appreciate the support on those. You can go back and listen to those if you want. We broke down John Chika's exit from the organization. We broke down what is going on with ownership and these financial issues. And of course, we did roster breakdowns and what we can expect from the Coyotes moving forward. Again, thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you guys tomorrow.